Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Playing Around. I'm your host, Paige Renee. We're going to start today's episode off a little bit differently. I haven't done TNA in the longest time, so we're going to kick the episode off with that. I have a very special guest, Dana Falk, who's going to come up later. She's a best-selling cookbook author and the queen of game day. She has combined her love of cooking and sports, and she specializes in tailgates and game day foods and setups, and so she's going to give us a ton of helpful tips and tricks and some of her favorite recipes and where to find them, which I am so excited about because I love food. I love to eat and there's nothing better than game day spreads. It's like the best combination of food. It's like Thanksgiving on steroids and I love it. I think it's the best ever. So stay tuned for that, but let's just get right into some TNA. There's been a ton of questions and can't wait to dive right into them. So the first one is, and this is based off of my last episode. If you haven't listened, go check that one out. But how did you finally fix the snap hook? So I've talked about this before, that my nemesis is that nasty motherfucker (laughs) off the tee, and it's the snap hook. I don't mind missing it right. I don't mind really any miss. I hate, hate hitting hooks off the tee. It's the most uncomfortable feeling. I vented about this before, especially in the last episode, and it is the one shot that gives me endless anxiety. And I've had the yips off the tee and it's always that snap hook. And so how do you fix it? I had it really bad when I was playing professionally and it just disappeared when I stopped playing. And so for me, it's all mental and it's having confidence in yourself. So how do you build confidence? For me, I like to go out on the golf course and I do this fun game where I hit two balls. 
balls off the tee and I have to play the worst one. And you do this because you realize that sometimes your worst shot really isn't all that bad, so you get more confidence. Also, just by keeping your stats, I think a lot of people, they don't realize what they're actually good at or bad at, where they're missing it. And sometimes it's hard to go back throughout the round and think of every single shot. And so off the tee, if you're really struggling, see how many times you're actually missing it left and right and where you're missing it. I think that's also going to really help you. Sometimes it's not as bad as you think. And sometimes it is really bad and you have to fix it. (laughs) And so all of my misses were left, but I was having a lot of right misses too, because I was trying to overcompensate for that left miss. And so I had a two-way miss going and that's where it gets in your head and you get so mental about it because when you're standing up on the tee you don't know where the ball is going to go and that is such a horrible helpless feeling and so having a stock shot that you can hit and rely on is key for me i took driver out of play When I'm really struggling, I grab my three wood and I hit a punch three wood. So how I hit that shot, you can call it a punch, a stinger, whatever it may be, but it's flighting it. And when I say flighting it, you're just bringing the flight down, the the height of the ball down. So it's a lower shot, less spin, easier to control. You choke down on it. You put the ball slightly back in your stance. It is more of a controlled swing. So I would say swing around 75, 80% instead of 100%. And it's not a full swing. So I like to do more of an abbreviated follow through. You have to remember that, of course, the ball is not going to go as far. So you're going to have longer shots into the green. But I always believe that being in play will eliminate so many of those big numbers compared to missing it off the tee and having to re-tee. So I'd almost rather have a six iron into the green than a nine iron. Ideally, I'd love to hit it long and far (laughs) and straight and have wedges in, but sometimes that's not always the case. And I think that takes me to my next point is to play smart and to have confidence in yourself. Sometimes it's course management. You put yourself in these not ideal situations and you lose confidence because you're looking at the hole ahead of you and it bottlenecks up towards where your landing spot is, but you grab driver. So that's putting so much pressure on yourself to have to hit a good drive. If you eliminate that pressure by playing smart, maybe it's hitting an iron, hybrid, whatever it may be off the tee into the widest part of the fairway, you're going to have more confidence in yourself. So there's so many factors that go into why you're missing certain shots. I think it comes down to Again, having confidence and belief in yourself. Golf is all about self-belief and trusting that you're going to pull off the shot when it counts. And that comes from practice, repetition, pulling the shots off when you need it. I say spend less time on the range and more time on the golf course. When I just play and continue to play and think less of mechanics, I don't get in my head as often when I'm standing over the ball and I'm thinking about every single position and every spot I have to hit. That's when I start to get in my head a little bit more and I can't release the club. So I would say have one or two really great swing keys It might be tempo, it might be a feeling that you have, it might be a spot that you look at. It could be really anything and it's very personalized and you find that on the range. So before rounds of golf and you're going to play, don't think about mechanics, just think about those keys. Find something that works for you and something that you can repeat. After you do that, it's having a key shot because sometimes you're just going to be off. And so finding that shot that you can rely on is huge. Your B-swing, a lot of people call it. If you have all of those things to prepare yourself for when it's off, 
then you're going to have less pressure on yourself. I think sometimes I would feel so helpless out there because I didn't have a shot that I could rely on or I didn't have a swing tip that really felt good to me. And so I felt lost going out there. But if you prepare and you go into it with having a good routine and all of these steps, you're going to have confidence in yourself. So hopefully that helps you. And honestly, sometimes just taking some time off is the best cure for the yips or when you're having those bad misses. Don't touch your clubs. Don't look at your clubs. Don't think about golf and just refresh. And when you go back out there, you don't have your mind all jumbled up. And so if all else fails, just take some time off. I mean, that really helps me a lot too. I always know that my game is better when I don't play a ton because I don't obsess about it and I don't get in my head about it. So you can take time off. That's totally fine. You can do all these things that are going to help you, but it really comes down to just having confidence in yourself. That's the biggest thing for me and that's how... I'm trying to fix it, but it's the hardest thing to do. I mean, if everyone was confident about their game and it'd be easy and everyone would be on tour and that's just not the case. That's what makes golf so incredibly difficult. So I hope that helps. Next question is how do you balance your work life with your personal life? I don't. (laughs) That's something that I am really trying to work on. I've talked about this in previous episodes where I started therapy and we come we came to the conclusion that I don't have any hobbies. And for an update about that, I still do not have any hobbies. <laughs> it's just it's so hard and it's such a busy time for me. I mean, my schedule coming up, I go to North Dakota for an event at X Golf, which I'm really excited about. And from North Dakota, I go to Chicago for a VIP event with points bet. After Chicago, I go to Virginia for an event with one of my other partners, Dynamic Brands. And then after that, I go to New Jersey for a pro-am. So I'm excited for that. It's all really fun things, but when you're traveling and working so much and on top of all of my travel, I still have my obligations with posting with my other partners and things I have to get done. And so when I look at my days, it's hard to carve out time for myself, for my friends, my family, and that's something that I do want to work on. But at the same time, work does make me so happy and it's a great distraction. And I have not figured out how to balance it. So if you guys have any helpful tips, tricks, whatever it may be to help me find a better balance, I am all ears for it. You can reach out on email at iheartradio.com or sorry, I totally messed it up. At iheartradio.com. It's not like I've been doing this for... <laughs> How many episodes now and I still can't get that right? Or the Instagram account playing around and you can send me any of your advice on it because I think that's something that we all struggle with. And, you know, I don't even have kids. I can't even imagine people working full-time jobs and then having to come home and be a parent and deal with that whole side of life. And I admire people who do that and can do that so successfully. And I think that is so challenging and something that maybe people don't talk enough about. And I am not looking forward to that if I'm being completely honest here. (laughs) Because I am a person that 
dedicates everything to one thing and it's hard for me to split that up and that's you know been a problem in my personal life where I get so driven and focused on work that I I can't focus on anything else and I let relationships suffer and you know sometimes I won't talk to my friends for such a long time and getting back to them is difficult and I don't want to be like that I don't want to be that friend I, I want to be someone who shows that I care about other people and I do so deeply and I love my friends so much but I just start to get so focused in on what I'm doing and it, it's it's self-centered too because I'm always thinking about my life and what I'm doing in my life and I don't put enough time towards you know other people so it's a very long-winded uh, answer to the fact that I have no fucking idea what I'm doing <laughs> I'm just trying to get through uh, day by day so next question is how much golf do you play It's weird. I go through stages where I'll play a ton of golf, whether it's pro-ams or gearing up for events, and I'll try to practice for that. And then there's times where I really don't play that much golf. I will always, and I say that when I'm saying I don't play that much, I'm at least going out two times a week. When I'm playing a lot, it's four or five times a week. When I was playing professionally, it was uh, six days a week. So I'll give you the different schedules because I do think it's kind of interesting. When I was playing professionally, I was playing six days a week and I would practice in the morning. I would do short game of putting. I'll go home, work out, eat, come back to the course, and I would do 100 yards and in full swing and then I would go play nine or 18 holes. And that was my schedule pretty much every single day. I am playing the exact same now as I was when I was practicing that much. So it kind of shows you that it doesn't matter if you're practicing a lot, if you're not practicing the right way. I was doing quantity over quality and now I've really zeroed in on my weaknesses and what I need to work on. And so when I do go to the range, there's certain things that I know I need to fix. Like my takeaway gets a little wonky, my downswing gets a little over the top. So if I am on plane, I know I can hit the ball decently. When I was playing professionally, I was so in my head about everything and I was trying to get the perfect swings. I felt that to get to that next level, I had to have the perfect swing and that's not true. And you can see that with a lot of the players right now, Bubba Watson, Lexi Thompson, Matt Wolf, Bryson DeChambeau, they don't have perfect swings if you just look at certain positions that they hit. But if you look at impact, they're all exactly the same. So remember that impact is the most important and if you're hitting that good impact position it really almost doesn't matter how you're getting there and to be frank a lot of us don't have the time to be able to practice to get that perfect swing so find what works but now I've figured out that quality is most important I think that's why my game is so much better now so when I do go on practice I'll hit for maybe 30 minutes And I'll chip for a little bit, hit some putts, and that's it. But I'm really focused in on what I'm doing. And I go through my pre-show routine on every single swing, except if I'm working really closely on a certain position I want to hit. But I go through my routine every single time to mimic how it is on the range to the golf course. And I've seen a big difference with that. And also just playing a lot and keeping score. I think that is something that's been huge for me. And so again, if you have very little time, you can still improve and you can still get better. But you just have to know what you need to work on. And so that goes back to what I said earlier in this episode is keeping your stats. That's huge. Keep your stats because then you know what to work on. So (laughs) sometimes I start these questions and then I start rambling. Um, But what I was trying to say is I went from practicing six days a week to once, twice a week, and my game is exactly the same. 
And I still love golf and I love going out and playing, but I don't have the desire that I used to have. It feels, ever since I quit, I've been trying to fully get that love back for the game, but I I still feel like I'm burnt out and I stopped playing so long ago, but I think I still have scars from hitting bad shots and not making it and there's just a lot of negative feelings that I have about golf that I haven't fully worked through. I think the biggest one for me is that I do feel like I'm a failure because I didn't make it on tour and that was my ultimate goal when I started this. I I said this about work. I always do things 100% and I dedicate my whole life to something and I did that to golf and I think there's a misconception about myself in golf is that, you know, I just was doing it to get followers and I wasn't very good. But a lot of people don't see the blood, sweat, and tears that I put in when I was in high school and I was homeschooled so I could play more golf. And in college when I started to get some bad grades because I was so obsessed with my game that I would go to stadium, which is this driving range at night in San Diego, and I would just hit golf balls all night long. And It's hard to have put all of that effort and time and dedication and love into something and for it to not love you back. (laughs) I mean, my heart and soul went into trying to be the best that I could and I had the ability to do so and I just didn't do it and I didn't get it done. And I'm being very hard on myself right now and very transparent about my feelings about the game of golf. I know I'm not a failure. I know I've turned this into something that is successful. I'm so grateful and lucky to do what I do. But to go out and just practice and to um, play, it's just a painful reminder every day that I, I just didn't do it. So yes, I still play. I'm trying my hardest to relearn to love the game and there are days where I do and I love it so much and it's the fun rounds of golf, the times where I go with my mom and dad for a twilight round of golf and we're just walking or with my buddies and we're betting and having the best time and that's what I try to capture in all of my social media too and everything that I'm posting. Because that, to me, is what makes golf so incredibly special are those amazing moments that you have and the relationships that you make. And so I really try to focus on that. But there are still just so many open wounds that I haven't healed yet that I'm trying to heal. And I don't know when they will ever heal, if they will, will ever heal. I don't know if I will always feel this way for the rest of my life because I didn't make it. And I think sometimes I... This actually is the next question is, will you ever play professionally again? There's part of me that wants to go back to prove to myself that I can do it. There's another part of me that doesn't want to put myself through that mental torture again and to feel that way about myself. I touched on this in the last episode that we all know that, you know, golf makes you feel like a massive piece of shit and it really affects your ego. And I felt that on such a deep level when I didn't play well and the the good never outweighed the bad for me. And so again, I'm like, is it good for my mental health to go through that all over again? I know everyone in my life does not want me to go play again because it was so hard on everyone because it was so hard on me and I was very unhappy. So it's like, am I, (laughs) will I be unhappier in my life if I don't give another shot or 
is it better for me just to heal and move on? So that's something that I face every single day. I think I want to get to the point where I accomplish a lot of my goals in media and I become so financially stable that maybe I can take a year or two off of doing what I'm doing now and focus a lot of my time into playing golf. I know full-heartedly that I will not make it if I still have to do everything that I'm doing with my media work. I think that was also one of my reasons why I struggled so much when I was playing professionally when I started this out is because I was trying to balance it with all of my media work. And so I know that if I'm going to give this this a shot again, I have to dedicate my entire life to playing and I have to put everything else on hold. And so I have to be right time, right place, right mentality to be able to do that. And I don't know if that time will come. It might. So just a ton of unknowns right now, but uh, it's exciting that I still have that desire that I still am passionate about. And I think the fact that I haven't healed has shown me how much I do love the game of golf so much. And so there is something kind of nice about that, that I didn't do all of this for nothing. Like I actually really did love the game and I know I love the game, but again, there's those conflicting feelings. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little TNA session and we're going to get right in to the Dana interview after the break. So keep on listening. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required.
I'm really excited for our next guest, Dana Falk. She's a bestseller, cookbook author, and nationally known as a game day expert. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So did you always have a passion for cooking? How did you get into that? Um, well, I always had a passion for eating. I'll start there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so there's like to eat one must cook. Um, my mom is like really obsessed with Parmesan cheese. And so when I was a little kid, I mean, I guess a lot of people are upset. It's good. It's really good. Yeah. Right. So we had like the, the green craft Parmesan cheese <laughs> yes. bottle that would sit on the door of the fridge. And one day it was like one of the only things that I could reach because I was like four or five. And I grabbed it and I saw that there was a recipe for Caesar salad on the back of it. And I was like, oh, I'll make this. And that's kind of how it all started. Well, that's amazing. And so how did you blend your love for sports and your love for cooking? Well, as you probably know, on game day, we Americans throw some shindigs uh, and there's a lot of food, whether you're in the parking lot, which we call tailgating or at home, which we call home gating. Um, and so I started going to sporting events. I mean, literally in the womb, my mom was pregnant <laughs> with me um, and I traveled with her, obviously, and my father and Team USA basketball on an exhibition tour through France and Italy. So wow. I've been going to sporting events since for a long time, <laughs> since I can remember and before I can remember. Um, and I just always fell in love with it. I thought it was so fun. The game was great too, or like the race or the match or whatever it is what we were watching, but like the party atmosphere and the food and hanging out was always my favorite thing. Okay. So I got to know who are your teams then? So, um, I really only have one team that I specifically root for and it's cause it's my alma mater. I went to Duke. Please don't hate me. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are like, Oh, Duke. Ugh. I just think it's because they're jealous, but, um, <laughs> So my dad was a sports agent and on any given day or night, he would have clients on either side of the court or the field. And so we always just rooted for players growing up. And it's, um, it's been helpful because working with fans from teams all over the country or different drivers or different players, it's, it's easier to just root for a player or the driver or whatever and not alienate anybody. So that's, that's my answer and I'm sticking to it. I love that. I know because people get, I mean, I, I'm a Steelers fan and a part-time Bills fan. And so when I say that, they're like, ew, Steelers, you know, like, I don't want to even like listen to you anymore. So right. I need to do it your way. You're doing it the right way. I mean, I get it. Steelers, like Steelers Nation, you know, you go and it's so, I've tailgated there before. It's awesome. And I really appreciate, I mean, like Kansas City fans and Seahawks fans who, go back and forth setting world records for how loud they can be like how do you just I can't all these people are amazing the teams for me are secondary so I'm you know it's really all about the fan experience so I, I hear you when I travel I travel a lot or at least before the pandemic I did the jerseys that I saw the most worldwide were Steelers there's like an insane Pittsburgh diaspora that has happened it's amazing so I appreciate it they do travel well. I was at a Cardinals game uh, last year and it was all Steelers fans. <laughs> I felt bad for all the Arizona fans because we took over the entire stadium. But so I, I love to cook and I don't, I don't know if I'm good or bad at it, but I love to do it. And I'm always buying cookbooks and it's daunting, even just looking through it. How do you create a cookbook and is it an overwhelming experience or is it so much fun because you get to test all of these new recipes? At both, all of the above. Um, and first of all, don't say you're a bad cook because if people will eat your food, then your food is great. Okay, good. Then as I'm long a great as cook. 
if people are like, yeah, I'll eat this. And if people come back for more, you're doing this fine. Um, <laughs> writing a cookbook is, it is a, it's a longer process than people think it is. Yeah. It takes like one to two years. Like you, you find out, I found out I was doing my cookbook in 2014 and the cookbook didn't come out until like fall of 2016. Wow. So we, I worked on it for a while. Um, it is a ton of recipe testing, which is fun. And it was the best during football season because every Sunday was recipe test day. So I would just say like open door policy, BYOB. I'm not paying for everybody's, for everybody's booze or beer, but I will provide you food provided that you give me feedback on the recipe. So we sort of had like an open door football Sunday day, like every Sunday during football season, which was really fun. So I have a lot of friends who had input um, in the cookbook. Highly recommend, highly recommend. Is it hard when they give you the honest feedback when, cause I mean, you put so much into cooking and it takes so long. And my dad, he loves to cook. And sometimes if we're like, that's not the best meal, it ruins his entire day. Cause he's like, I just slaved over and he's as hard as critic. So, you know, it's mostly him, but is it hard when you're like, okay, that wasn't, you know, it was a hit or a miss, but are you like, oh man, but I thought this was going to be the best one. Or (laughs) I, I think, I think when you know it is a test, there's like, in your mind, there's like the, always the, like the, the probability that it might need something. And I will say that usually it was like, this could use more heat or this is too like gloopy. It needs to be more watery or the other way around, or just too much salt, not enough salt. It was usually like a texture seasoning thing. It wasn't like, wow, like you really just missed the mark on this one. Like, I don't know why you thought these flavors could possibly go together, (laughs) Um, which was good. I will say, I've cooked so much during the pandemic because I moved to a place where there's like no delivery (laughs) and I've made, so I've made hundreds of dinners. And I remember one night my husband was just like, yeah, I'm not really eating this. And I was like, Oh really? He was like, yeah, I don't really like this. And I was like, so offended. (laughs) And he's like, look, it's like one out of 365 meals or whatever, like deal with it. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Just wouldn't touch it. (laughs) What was it? What was the meal? I made lamb and I think it was just that the lamb, it was on sale because lamb's expensive. And so I was like, oh, sale lamb. And like, beware of sale lamb. Don't do sale lamb. Okay. You're crossing that off the list. Because it just, it was like a little, it was like a little funky. Just a little. (laughs) So even after I cooked it, I was like, yeah, that's not the lamb like gaminess flavor. That's something else. It's not like food poisoning. Like it wasn't to the level of like we were both sick, but it was like, on sale for a on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Next time, just save up for the real lamb. Like the okay. good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Everyone take note of that. So you're, I mean, you're the queen of game day. Can you give us some tips on the ultimate tailgate? Yeah. I mean, listen, like I always say it's so much work and like the more you can do in advance, the better. And I know a lot of people do that. I know people who go to games on like Saturday and by Monday they're already prepping, which some people think it's nuts. I think it's genius. Like the more you can get done in advance, the less, cause that like last minute time crunch is so stressful. And yeah. especially if you're going to the game and you have to pack up the car, the more you can do in advance, like maybe get like a mini fridge and put it in your garage where you can store extra stuff. that's refrigerated. Like Tupperware is your friend, <laughs> you know, th- like thermal bags. We actually sell a thermal bag at hungry fans. So shameless plug, but like anything you can do to, to get it all together before you leave the game the average fan lives within 60 minutes of the stadium of the stadium that they're going to so you're not going that far on average 
but the more you can get done in advance, the better. And apps like PayPal and Venmo are super helpful because tailgating is expensive. So if you do invite guests, I don't think it's um, outlandish to ask them to contribute and they can do it very easily with like their phone and swiping and whatever. And those are some great tips. So what are your favorite recipes for game day? Is it different Uh, also for tailgating compared to when you do it at home? Yes, it is. Because obviously at home, it is easier in the sense that you have like an oven that you can use to keep things warm. You can use your grill like that too. But if you're also trying to grill things at the same time, it's a little tricky. Um, I get asked that a lot. It's very like all my recipes are sort of like my children. And so, (laughs) you know, I don't know if you have children. I I don't have children. But if I had real children, I would say like, uh, they're all my favorite. Like you can't just pick one. I mean, I have a sibling. If my parents said like, she's the favorite, I'd be really upset but yeah um, <laughs> um but I, I I'm a huge buffalo wings fan so like anything that has buffalo wing flavor like the sauce I mean literally like it doesn't have to be the wing it could be you know a piece of chicken or something I, I like to put them in tacos so like buffalo chicken tacos oh my really god like a little blue cheese crumble and some greens and like a little chipotle mayo as well to like give it a little other smokier flavor. I don't know. I love Buffalo flavor period. When I went to Buffalo, I, I hit it hard. I did. I hit it really hard. <laughs> Last time I was there, it was like Buffalo wings every day, multiple times a day. No apologies. Yeah. How else do you live? Right. That's what you have to do. I mean, you got to eat what the man, like the local flavors are right. So beer and wings. It was heaven. so I feel like the Super Bowl is probably a national holiday for you and you put everything into that what are some staples that you have to always have for Super Bowl day okay so Super Bowl actually is it's not just my national holiday it's actually the second largest food holiday in the United States behind Thanksgiving (laughs) yes Americans spend like over 15 billion dollars on food and drink on on Super Bowl Sunday I mean that's surprising because every single you know Super Bowl party I'm at it's just I mean the spread is amazing I almost prefer Super Bowl day over Thanksgiving I I do too I mean like turkey's great but turkey but buffalo wings (laughs) guacamole so I think for like a great Super Bowl party and you know what this goes for tailgating too I'm like I'm all about making it as easy as possible because there's so much work and prep involved beforehand And so this might even answer your previous question. I like bars. So like, I'll get all the fixings. I'll make the protein, but you fix it up how you want. So wing bars, macaroni and cheese bars, you can have like toppings on your mac and cheese. You are making me so hungry right now. You have (laughs) no idea. It's early in the morning, but I'm like, I need mac and cheese and buffalo wings right now. Now imagine buffalo chicken on top of macaroni and cheese and now we're talking oh my gosh okay so so we have the the make your own mac and cheese what's next for this yeah i mean like burger bars taco bars i've done it with guacamole it's just it's easier that way and and honestly like that way things don't sort of congeal together because it might sit out also having the proper equipment for doing that like you can buy like proper catering equipment. That stuff's expensive. One of the things that we sell, we have like tabletop warming trays, just things that keep things warm because the congealing aspect of a lot of these things like macaroni and cheese, not the most appetizing. (laughs) And it's hard, you know, like you're not going to hang out in the kitchen during the entire game. That's like the number one rule. Like do not get stuck in the kitchen or behind like your bar, like making drinks. And so 
anything that you can use that might be reusable for other things. Like you might just have a dinner party or a potluck. And so having these things at home, while I realize they take up space and a lot of people's space is at a premium you know, in New York City or whatever, but if you can find a place to put it, it will change your life as far as hosting a Super Bowl party goes. Okay, so, yeah. I'm just making mental notes of all of this right now. It's amazing. So I... I love sweets. That is my thing. What are some of your favorite desserts that you love to, you know, make for game days? Um, I mean, I have a problem. I have a chocolate problem. I, I'm a chocolate. As do we all, right? <laughs> I admit it. Hi, I'm Dana. I'm a chocoholic. Um, Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Um, so I, I'm a huge fan. Like, I love football shaped brownies. Like, I think <laughs> they're so fun. I realize they're so kitschy, but they're so much fun. And I'll do like a cream cheese uh, frosting because brownies are already sweet enough. And then when you put on like the regular like buttercream frosting, it's, it's a little bit too much for me. But um, any desserts that you can make, again, in advance are super great. Um, okay. There are things that you can make that look really fancy that really just are not. Um, I actually don't even know if I've ever posted it. I think there's one on the website, like chocolate mousse is so easy. It's so easy it's like four ingredients and you can make it two hours in advance and it comes out looking like, you know, you went to like a French pastry shop and you're just like, yeah, amazing. Um, those are great. Obviously pe people love cookies and brownies. Like that's always yeah. the go-to, but I also find it really fun to do stuff with fruit, like making a cobbler. People freak out. They hear cobbler. They think it's really hard. It's not. You just take like, a baking pan, like, a, you know, like a Pyrex or something, you grease it up, put in your fruit that you can toss with some like lemon juice so that it doesn't get funky and some sugar. And then just take your favorite granola and put it on top, drizzle some butter and stick it in the oven. You got basically a cobbler and it's, you people make are like, it sound oh so God. easy. I know. It's so <laughs> I would easy. find a way to burn it. I'm sure. <laughs> no, you just kind of like bake it for a little while. And then if you really want to like crisp the top, you very carefully broil it. If you're going to use the broiler, do not leave the oven. Just watch it. Just watch it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if you broil, be careful. Just stay and watch. It takes like two minutes. People do that all the time. They're like, I burned it. I'm like, well, what were you doing? They said, I was broiling. And I was like, and then I go, hot AF. Stick around and watch. <laughs> Don't okay. Leave. So we have the food, we have the desserts and drinks. What is your go-to drink? Uh, I mean, everybody else's go-to drink is beer. Yeah. So... Uh, I've gotten really into cocktails. Like I'm a big, in the summer, I know it's like trendy, but I really like my Aperol spritzes. I do. But I'm also like really big into Negronis. I've gotten into those. Those are fun. That's with Campari, that weird red yeah. liqueur that you okay. see that you're like, oh, what is that? It looks like, you know, cough syrup, but it's actually good. <laughs> okay. I knew. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm all about... Uh, one of the things that's really important for game day is making things in batches, right? So like the yeah. more you can make it once, the easier it is for you. Cause like I said, you don't want to get stuck behind a bar or stuck in the kitchen. And so if you can make like a big batch of the cocktails, so like whatever the recipe, the standard recipe calls for 10 exit and put it in a pitcher. Kind of like college. You remember, I mean, I used to go to college. Jungle juice where they would just be yeah. <laughs> the, like Gatorade yeah. containers and Gatorade you don't know what's containers. in there. Yeah. Yeah. Some, some of the frats that would throw parties used to put it in trash bins. And I was like, really? Because that's gross. Like, please tell me this liner is fresh, please. Gross. But no. I wouldn't recommend trash bins, everybody. We are not in college anymore. It is not okay. But 
Yes. Put it in a big pitcher. Just make like, you know, 10 to 15 servings of it. And that way, and you know, you might have to stir a little so if you can get one of those long spoons, that's helpful. But that way you don't have to keep making people stuff. And just remember, there's a lot of booze in there. So watch your pores. <laughs> we have all the, the food does soak it up. I mean, that, that's the what food, we're doing, Yeah. Right? The food does soak it up. That is true. But like, I've definitely had to I've been overserved before so. we've all we've all been there we've all been <laughs> I like there. to say it's someone else's fault but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you are amazing I think you're like my new favorite person so oh, what's thanks. next for you any more cookbooks where can we follow you on social media oh well thank you for asking well we just launched hungry fan heat and eat meals with our partner home bistro so you can check those out they're on our website and they're also if you go to at the hungry fan on Instagram, same um, name for all of the platforms So Twitter, Facebook, it's always at the hungry fan, you can find it in our link, the bio, the link bio thing, but check those out. They're 11 meals, including buffalo chicken macaroni and cheese. Um, so there you go. Those are great. They're super fun. And they're for like the game day when you're by yourself watching at your coffee table where you can just heat it up, sit there and enjoy your game day food. Or, you know, as a family, whatever. But um, I mean, the more the better, right? But uh, yeah, you can check those out. That's what's new. And then we're actually launching some meal kits soon. So if you feel like instead of buying a fully prepared meal, you kind of want to make something yourself, but you need a little help, a little nudge with some pre-portion situations happening for you, we got you. So stay tuned. That's amazing. I can't wait to try it all out. Thank you so much for joining us today. And I'm going to try all of your recipes and I'll send you pictures (laughs) and you're gonna have to judge them and see how they look. You got it. We'll put you all over our Instagram. We are not as popular as you are, but we will absolutely share. We'll be very proud. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, so isn't Dana the absolute best? I loved her interview so much. I just want to do a huge Super Bowl party with her, cooking everything, teaching me how to cook, and we could all do it together, one big playing around Super Bowl party. I think that would be the most amazing thing ever. But it's been a wild last week in sports with the Texas-Alabama game. I mean, even from college football to NFL, there had been so many upsets and just awesome games. I just can't wait to keep on watching and giving my picks, too. Like, you know, I talk about betting all the time, and I've been on a roll with my college football picks. I do three picks. I'm doing this little competition with someone. I do three picks for college football and three picks for NFL. And then we add up our totals for the week. And I have gone 3-0 the last three weeks with my college football picks. Not so great with my NFL picks. We gotta say though, my Steelers pulled it out against the Broncos, but I'm still mad at them. I am still very mad at them for just being terrible at times. And I know that they're probably not gonna win the next one against the Seahawks on Sunday Night Football, which is not good for me because on points bet, I had this great or dumb idea, I don't know how you look at it, where I give a pick for Sunday Night Football and if I'm wrong, there are consequences and you guys get to pick what I have to do if I'm wrong. And so the first week was the Bills Chiefs game and I picked the Bills and they covered the spread when they destroyed the Chiefs. The Chiefs just don't look like themselves. But um, if the Bills didn't win, then I would have had to jump on a white table Bills Mafia style and I am so glad I didn't have to do that. So uh, getting kind of crazy with the content ideas. If you want to participate in any of this, go to PointsBetUSA, their Instagram account. I give out all of my picks. We do fun content over there and we're doing the Sunday night football uh, stuff. So definitely go check that out. It's not going to be just outright winners. Uh, I'll do be doing spreads, a lot of prop bets. I love prop bets so much and I think they're awesome and PointsBet has so many of them. So also if you guys have any ideas, if you want me to do certain picks I can also tailor it to that as well but I need your participation so you guys have to go to the points bet Instagram account and comment and obviously we want to be fun keeping it classy guys keeping it classy but I want this to be something that we look forward to every single week so I can't do that without your participation so head on over and do that if you want to get in on the action go to the points bet app you already know the deal so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with the TNA and Dana. Um, I, again, I haven't done a TNA in a while, so I'll keep doing those. But you guys have to write in. Ask me more questions. Don't forget to go to PARIHeartRadio.com and the Playing Around Instagram account. And I will definitely get back to you guys on all of that. And if I don't there, then I will answer your questions on the podcast. So as always, thank you guys so much for the support. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your friends. Leave five stars and a nice review. I mean, let's just just help me out you know <laughs> we've been through this for a long time now i would love some five stars and i am begging i am yes i am and it's fine it's totally fine <laughs> so as always guys i hope you enjoyed today's episode and i'll catch you next time follow playing around with Paige renee on iHeartRadio, or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 